Today's show is pre-recorded. Everybody, y'all listening to the voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Today is real simple for everybody that's trying to become successful on any level, in any arena, any genre. I don't care what it is. If you're trying to be successful, this message is for you. Let me help you understand something real clear. You ain't going to make it the way you want to, and you're not going to make it to the heights that's fully out there and available for you without God. I'm just going to keep it real simple and clean for you today. You're not going to make it the way you want to, and you're not going to get to the heights that's available to you without God. You have to get this through your head. You can try it if you want to, because I did. I'm here to tell you, I am talking purely from experience here. You can try it without God, and you can see how far you can get. Will you have some measures of success? Of course you will. Will it feel like days like you might make it? Of course you will. But let me ask you a question, though. What you going to do about them days when you feel like you ain't going to make it? When you going to do about them days where it feel like there are no answers to your questions? What you going to do about them days? What you going to do about them days when everybody laughing at you and turn against you? What you going to do about them days when you just don't see no way through it? What you going to do about them days? I got the sunshine. You know, sunshine, cool. Everybody got friends when it's sunny outside. You want some friends? Hit the lotto. You want to get rid of them friends? Go ask for some help. Man, I'm talking about, man, they scatter like roaches when lights come on. I'm trying to tell you. So now, here, here we go again. You can do this without God now, because I've done it. 
And you can have yourself some measure of success. Let me even hip you to a little bit closer, though. Let me tell you why you are doing it without God and having some measure of success. Can I tell you why? Because of God's grace and mercy to us. Because of his grace and mercy trying to keep us in spite of ourselves for the real mission that he really got for us. See, that's the truth of the matter now. Now what we talking about now, Steve. See, so yeah, yeah, you can do it without God and you can have some measure of success without God. And yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you got your little degree and everything. Or yeah, you completed the program, got all that, yada, yada, yada. But don't you know something? It's because of God's grace and mercy that he helps us anyway, when, even when we ain't asking for help, when he bails us out anyway, when we ain't even asking to be bailed out. You know why? Because he loves us that much, that he would allow us to exist until we get our mind together where he could take us where he's really trying to take us. Let's get this real straight and clear today. You can do this without God if you want to. But I am telling you, to get to where you really want to be and to be all that God has for you, you've got to have God. There is no ifs, ands, buts about it. And let me tell you this here. I don't really care what nobody done told you. Are you listening to me? I don't care what they say. Don't get this thing twisted. They got these people out here talking about they Illuminati's and all this here. Man, don't, don't listen to me. Don't get caught in this mess. Don't get caught in no foolishness. You were created by God. God created you and your soul. We were all created in his image. All of us. Don't get to talking about you finna cut a deal with the, with the devil and all. You ain't cut no deal with nobody, man. The devil don't do deals. He one-sided. I'm taking you to hell, you going to hell, you are burning hell. That's his deal. I want your soul. I want you to lose hope. I want you to take your life. I want you to take some other people's lives. I want you to feel hopeless. I want you to realize that there ain't no God. That's his whole deal. His whole deal is negative. Oh, he can talk you into dealing drugs if you want to, but let me tell you something about this. I watch these shows all the time. Drug, ink, and all this here, cocaine, mafia, everybody on now. Go to jail or get killed. Our prisons is filled today with our young boys because they thought they could outslick the system. They thought they had a way. They thought. They sitting up in here and they fell for the old cliche, man, I got to do what I got to do. I got to get this money. Well, the only reason you got to do what you got to do is because, like I say all the time, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. It is but because of his grace and mercy that we exist. And God is just taking care of you, looking out for you. Got some angels encamped around you until you get your mind right so he can get you where you're going. But now I want you to understand something. There's a cost and a consequence and a penalty for everything we do that's outside the will of God. That's for all of us. All of us have consequences, penalties, and everything that we got to deal with outside of the will of God. Understand that clearly. Don't get this thing twisted sideways. You understand me? You know, I heard a, uh, a young man tell me one day, he said, uh, Steve, you know, man, I just don't see how God looking out for me. If he would allow all these things to happen to me, I'm having such a hard time in my life. I really don't see how there's a God looking out for me. I looked at the young man. I said, let me ask you something, man. You still breathing? He said, yeah, I'm standing here talking to you. I said, you're still free. He said, what you mean? I said, you ain't locked up, are you? He said, no, I'm standing here talking to you. I said, where you get them clothes from? I bought them. I said, well, you bought them with what? I bought them with money. I said, where you get the money from, man? He said, I got a job, Mr. Hoffman. I got a job. I said, well, well, where you live, though? He said, I got an apartment. 
I said, well, where you get the apartment from? Mr. Harvey, I'm working. I got an apartment. I got a job. I said, oh, okay. Okay. So now, this this God ain't looking out for you thing. Fin- finish telling me what you're telling me. Well, see, man, I'm having it real hard right now. I said, hey, hey, man, are you, are you hungry? You Have you had lunch yet? He said, yeah, 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 I already had lunch. Yeah. I, I said, oh, okay, okay. So go on, finish telling me about this, how God ain't looking out for you. He he said, oh, and you know, man, every every time I try to do something, it seemed like it go wrong for me. I said, but let, let, let me ask you something, man. I said, every time it go wrong for you, I say, somehow you survive it. He said, yeah, yeah, I, I survive it some kind of way, but it still be all messed up for me. I said, but, but you still got through it, though. He said, yeah. I said, okay, man, go on, finish telling me how, how, how God ain't looking out for you. And he stopped. He said, hey, Mr. Harvey, he said, how come every time I tell you something that's going wrong, you keep telling me God looking out for me? I said, because you're still here, man. I said, see, you don't understand it. I said, you seem to think that you're supposed to just, you're supposed to skate through life, that it's all supposed to go how you want it, any kind of way. I said, man, these is the test of your faith. I said, God looking out for you the whole time. I said, every time you tell me something going wrong, I, you seem to turn around and tell me how you survived it. You keep telling me what ain't going right, but you keep telling me all these things you have. I said, man, so what you got to do is you got to stop looking at the what you ain't got column and start focusing on the what you do have column. But if you ain't happy with nothing he done done for you, you want him to keep piling stuff on, I said, you fail in the test, young man. The test is, are you grateful for where you are right now so I could give you more so we can move forward? He said, oh, man, I never even looked at it like that. I said, well, why don't you take your blessed cell phone somewhere and sit down? He said, man, I think I'm going to go on over here and let you finish talking. I said, thank you, son. Sometimes you just got to look at what you do got, folks. That's all it is, okay? You can't make it without God, y'all. You got me today? All right, let's be clear. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have it. Your undivided attention. First of all, before I get started, Shirley, any requests this morning? Anything. Oh, so um, do some Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, that's your favorite group. Some Stevie Wonder. Looking back on when I was a little nappy headed boy. Okay. Then my only worry was for Christmas, what would be my toy? Supposed to do it, uh, COVID <laughs> Even though we sometimes wouldn't get a thing, we were happy with the joy the day we pray. Hey, that was my. That's what I'm boy, talking. I almost cussed. <laughs> that was my boy. 1974, 75, Songs yeah. in the Key of Jeez. Life, One of the, the greatest, greatest double album ever, ever. all ever. time. Ever, 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 ever. The, ever. the, the what? The what? You good, good. Did you? <laughs> the greatest double album <laughs> of all time, Songs Ooh. in the Key You're of right. Life. You're right about Hello. that. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. No. $9.95. That's how much you spent on it. What? <laughs> yeah. How hard did you have to work for that $9.95, Steve? Yeah. I stole. Oh, Let okay. I, I worked uh, I worked midnight figure. to 4 a.m. in the morning in the student center cleaning up the kitchen. Uh-huh. I was maintenance man. The only reason I took the job, because I stayed around in the kitchen. 
and mm-hmm. I found out how to open up them freezers. <laughs> I opened up them freezers Get and took them eat. steaks out of there, <laughs> uh-huh. put them in a uh, plastic uh, book bag, and hung them outside my window on the eighth floor on a hook. And when you pass by my window, if you saw the bag hanging out with the hook, you know I had steaks. Oh, and so you sold, sold steaks. No, I sold steak sandwiches. I had a hot plate in my room. I had oh, a deli. Oh, so you cooked. Yeah, I had a deli. I had a double so hot ask. plate. Uh-huh. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me, excuse wait, me. Wait. Being yeah. that we lived in dormitories, that was illegal. What was illegal? I want to hear what you did, though. Okay, wait, you had a on. hot plate. Oh, 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 wait. What was illegal, Carla? You were cooking in your yeah. room? Yeah. So how you I pass over the plate. stealing the steaks, Carla, to get to cooking in the room? But all of that. Well, he was yeah. cooking. Could you cook I, in your dorm room, Tommy? Hell, how was you going to eat late at night? Everybody cooked <laughs> in the <dorm. laughs> wasn't over. <laughs> I done been at the party till 4 a.m. I can't eat nothing. <laughs> I got to wait on eight to the cab over them? No. Yes, yes, yes. He has yeah. hot plate skills, though, because he used to cook in the morning on the show, Carla. In oh, LA. no doubt. Um, and, no and Shirley, hole. I had a hot plate and electric skillet. Yes. Eggs, frying eggs. Oh, oh, the we at the radio station. I had <laughs> breakfast every morning. In the studio? Yeah. Guess what they yeah. told me? You can't oh, eat yeah, in the Carl. studio anymore. Poor I engineers. said, well, I don't know who the hell y'all going to have doing this radio show. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to go. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, ask the crazy CLO <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, everyone is really loving your advice during uh, your favorite segment, Ask the CLO, uh, okay. Chief Love Officer. What'd ready. you say? Oh, I'm yeah. Ready. So let's go. Here we go. This one is from Sin in Monroe, Louisiana. She says, I'm a 41-year-old woman married 17 years. I caught my husband having sex with the married lady next door. I saw him sneak over to her house, so I peeped through the window and watched them in her kitchen. I didn't tell oh, my home. husband what I saw, but I did tell the woman's husband about it. Her yeah. husband's reaction was shocking, and he told me that it's not the first time his wife cheated. He suggested that I let him come over and have sex with me in my kitchen. I took come him on. up on the offer, and that revenge sex was so darn good. Should I let my husband know what I did? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That, that ain't safe. No. That ain't safe. And who is these dudes that's okay with the other dude coming to his house? Yeah. See, who this dude? But you must be so fine to him. That he done decided that your husband coming over his house, screwing his wife in the kitchen, automatically garners him an opportunity to come to your house and do you in your kitchen. I had a dude that used to work for me that had a saying that he said all the time, and I Uh never really quite agreed with it, but he say, fair exchange ain't no robbery. Mm. He used to say that all the time. Fair exchange mm. ain't no robbery. So I don't know what y'all going to do. Y'all are, y'all are involved in a foursome. <laughs> You're swinging. <laughs> y'all are involved in a foursome, <laughs> but the only twosome know it. Yeah. <laughs> so I right. can't help you, ma'am. I don't know what you're going to do. But if you tell your husband, you finna mess up, yo, it was so good sex, you going to mess that up. But mm. you... You didn't even mention it to your husband. You told it to the the woman's husband, thinking he might whoop your husband's behind. Yes. But what Maybe. he really wanted was your behind. 
And got it. <laughs> Working girl, out, Steve. I love it. Break it down. Girl, yeah. you better. You girl, you better. You better. Go, what? Go. Stay, <laughs> just stay quiet and well, I don't know. All this right. is amazing doing quarantine that this is going on. Yes. All right. This one's from Corey in Delaware, Steve. Mm-hmm. Corey says, I'm a 36-year-old married man and my wife and I have been married for 19 years. We both work at the same college and she recently became the media spokesperson for her department. She loves it, but there's a big problem. She will not stop talking now. All of a sudden, she's an expert on everything, and she has to make her opinions known. Simple Mm. conversations with her can turn into a debate. She likes to revisit conversations long after we've done with them, too. Uh, (laughs) How can I tell her nicely that she's on my last nerves and she needs to shut up? Well, I'm just doing some quick math. You 36, you've been married 19 years? Mm-hmm, that's what he said. So y'all been married since y'all was 17? Yeah. I think in 17 years old, you got every right to ask her to shut up. In another way, Nicely, though. nicely, <laughs> nicely. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying, you know, hey, baby, 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 listen to me. Here's, listen, can, can we talk for a second? Ever since you got this new position as media spokesperson, mm-hmm. uh, you've, you've brought your work home. And now it's kind of difficult to talk to you because you're taking a very authoritative tone. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be a part of your job. I'm happy that you got this new career and you find what you want to do. But I don't want it at the house. I don't need you telling me everything because you talk too much. Yeah, I like mm. that, Steve. I, I like that response. That sounds That's good. a very good, reasonable yeah. response. Maybe she One that won't make her go in. You talk yeah. too much. Yeah. And I know you don't realize it, but you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing because I'm going to use do, that. do most husbands oh, feel that you way? Oh, yeah, yeah. you, you in practice? Yeah. Are you in rehearsal? <laughs> do, do a lot time. of husbands, I'm going I'm I'm to go in there and tell her to Marjorie. Yeah, yeah okay. right. You know, hey, listen to me. You, are, you talk too much. <laughs> but do a lot of husbands feel that way? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of women lot of feel that too. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but it's mostly men. Though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we like talking lot. and express ourselves. What yeah. time? Been a lot too since good. COVID. COVID has brought <laughs> a lot of talking out. Yeah, it's too much. Actually. <laughs> women like to talk. Yeah. All right, yeah, this one's too from much. Anonymous in Los Angeles. After you tell Marjorie this, Steve, let us know how that uh, works out for you, please. Oh, I'm not gonna go in there and say that at my house. <laughs> No. Anonymous in Los Angeles. I'm a hardworking man because I want to make sure my children have a decent lifestyle, but I'm not getting support from my wife. She's very complacent and it drives me crazy. She said there's too much going on in the world and we should stay at home. She's always negative if children tell her things they are interested in or if they get new friends. I wish she'd go out and have an affair so I could divorce her and take the kids with me. How can wow. I get this woman huh? to be more open-minded? Yeah, he sounds like You want done. your wife to cheat on you? Yeah. So you can divorce it. Well, why don't you just reverse it? Why don't you go ahead and affair, make sure she busts you, then she huh? divorce you. Either if you want a divorce, you can get one now. But if, but if you're hoping she have an affair so you can leave her and take the kids with you, why don't you have an affair and then you could get the divorce either way? See, y'all, this no. question ain't nothing. He won't out. Yeah. yeah, but he won't out a crazy way, though, though. Right, yeah. but see, that's because he ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They got to come up see, with something. Sometimes. <laughs> see, okay. let, let, hey, let me oh, tell y'all something about being. Let me tell you something about being in the advice business. Sometimes when you're talking to an ignorant person, 
you have to give that person ignorant advice because uh-huh. that's what they're going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and let him out. He wants out the relationship. How can I get my wife to? I wish my wife would go have an affair so I could divorce her and take kids with me. Well, you go really? out have an affair. Let your wife find out, divorce you. Now, you ain't going to get them kids. It's hard to get the kids. Yeah, if you committed the affair. Really, he wants to know how can he get this woman, his wife, to be more open-minded. No, he he don't. Shirley, Shirley, you're missing what the letter. I know what he said in the letter. Mm -hmm. He really won't out. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. First thing he thought of in the letter was he was okay with his wife having an affair so he could divorce her. He won't out, Shirley. I think he was kidding. Kidding? Okay. With the affair, having the affair part. Yeah. All right. Did he have a smiley face in his email? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming up next, uh, the nephews in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with more of today's national news. Plus, in entertainment news, we'll talk about Oprah's two-night town hall meeting. Where do we go from here? We're going to discuss that at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew's in the building for Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Neff? Paper clips. Paper clips. Paper clips. Harmless when you say it like that. It sounds harmless, but I got a twist for you. Let's go, cat dog. Paper clip. I'm trying to reach Veronica. This is she. Hi, Veronica. How you doing? My name is Philip. I'm from uh, Corp. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. How can I help you today? You were with the company uh, here. Um, uh, let's see, you just left about what six months ago. That's correct. Okay, and you left with a severance. Am I right? That's right. I'm sorry. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Philip. My name is Philip. Philip. Uh, I'm actually calling on some security questions and wanted to reach out to you. Now, you you own your own travel agency now? That's correct. Okay. Um, now, you actually left with a severance uh, when you when you left the company. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And how long were you actually with uh, I was there for eight years. I'm sorry. Who am I speaking to again? My name is Philip. I'm with security. And what can I do for you, Philip? Uh, well, we got, we have, you, you, you started this business now. Did you start it before you left? Philip, I started this business after I left there. You you started it after you left there? That's correct. One month. One month after you left there. Okay. So the reason why I'm giving you a call and I've been, you know, we've gone through some security tapes and things of that nature. We're, we're, we're missing so many rims of paper. We're missing thousands of paper clips. We're missing so many office supplies, and it's been brought to the security's attention that it's targeting that it, you are the person that has taken all of this this uh, office. I'm sorry? Let me, let me get this right, Philip. You are calling my place of business, asking me if I have used paper clips and paper. I have customers in my establishment right now. I can't talk to you about this. Okay, ma'am, listen. I know that I'm sorry for calling your place of business, but I want to say this. We're at we're at the uh, of the point of actually picking you up behind items that have been taken from the company. So I wanted to call and see if we could get it taken care of over the phone. Now, mm-hmm. if you got to go, then I'm going to have to actually come out to your business, and that's something that I'm trying not to do. You know what? Hold, hold on one second. You hold that phone. Who the f- is this on my phone talking about some damn paper clips? I have been gone from there for six months, and you calling me now about some paper and some what? Paper clips, ma'am. We're, we're missing at least 5,000 paper clips. You, you, I'm going to tell you what you can do, Miss. 
I have been out of that company for six months. I worked for y'all for eight years, and you all let me go. I didn't take anything from you. Okay. Have you ever used any paper or any paper clips outside of, of Have you done that? Of course I use paper every day. I run a business. Okay, but you're using our paper for your own personal business. Your travel agent or whatever it is that you have, you're using office supplies. That right there is against the law. Oh, no, I will go and buy you some damn paper clips. Okay, well, we don't want paper clips, ma'am. Now, we've given you a severance play, and from my understanding, it's been a substantial amount. And right now, is going to be filing charges and taking you to court over these paper clips and paper. I'm going to tell you what you can do with them 5,000 paper clips. I'm going to paper clip them together and hang you off for buying your I didn't steal no damn paper clips. You're going to call me six months later talking about some paper and paper clips. Okay, ma'am, I, I, I don't want to go this back and forth. Philip. I'm sorry? This is some Philip. So. Are you wanting to return all the merchandise? Because it looks like... I didn't take no merchandise. I don't have to steal nothing from y'all. I worked for you for eight years. Talking about right. I stole and, something. And for, I eight was years, for, eight, for eight years, you stole paper, paper clips. You stole office supplies, scissors, masking tape. You have taken markers, pens. We got it down to a I don't know side. what videotapes you got, Philip. I ain't steal nothing from y'all. I was employee of the year. You all gave me a severance package. How dare you call me six months later? You can take them paper clips and shove them up your behind. Excuse me? Are we done here? No, we're not done here. So take no, your videotape I... and your paper clips and your scissors, and you know what to do with them. No, no, I, I don't, ma'am. Now, listen, what we're going to have to do is you're going to get served right there at your travel agency. Where are you located? Excuse me? Oh, you know what? I'm going to give you my address because you come over here. I got some scissors for your Philip. I don't have time for this. You want my address? You can come on over here. Look it up. Google we me. Want our, we want our paper clips back. Google now. me. Come get them then. Matter of fact, give me your address, Philip. I'll bring them to you. Steal no damn paper clips. I'm a Christian woman, and you got me on this phone cussing and fighting with you. I'm not fighting with you over no paper clips. What's your address, Philip? We're missing over 5,000 paper clips, and we need those. Now, you know what, Phil, what's your address? I'm going to bring your damn paper and paper clips to you. How about that? So, so, give me so your you, address. So you are. Philip. You are guilty of using the paper, aren't you? We all use paper, Philip. I don't okay. steal. Which means, guess what? It's against the law, which means you, you have stolen something. If you have taken one paper clip, it's against the law. And we want our dog on paper car, clips back. You got pins in your car, Philip? That's a corporation? I bet you do. But I work for the company. I'm trying to run a business, so you stealing too. Give me your boss's number. You calling my damn phone talking about some pins and paper clips. You lost your Mine. Give me your address. I'll bring the pens and paper clips. You ain't got to come pick you, me up. You've taken so many pens and so many paper clips, thousands I'm of rooms of paper. I'm a business. Don't call my phone with this. Okay. Talking about some paper clips. Give me your address. I'm going I'm to say this to you now. I'm going to go ahead and what order the police to come what? over. I'm ordering what? the police to come and pick you up, okay? Because I'm trying to get the problem taken care of over the phone. Bring the police back. and you come with them. Come get it. I got something for your when you get here. Bring them. You calling me about some paper and paper clips. I've been gone from there for six months. You crazy. Ma'am, you have stolen paper clips from the company, and we want our paper now, clips back. Bring your over here. You want to get some damn paper clips, and I'm going to call my man so he can kick your over here if you want to. You want the address? You want the address, Philip? Come on. I'm a professional. I'm trying to run a business. I got to walk away from my customers and deal with some about some pens and papers. Are you and paper clips. And paper clips. Because you stole over 5,000 paper. You're a thief. And, and you also, you better be ready because you stole some stuff for Tommy. And he's been over here about it too. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute.
Romeo, you don't know him? What the fuck? <laughs> I said, do you know Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show? Do you know him? <laughs> you you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Your girlfriend, Dorothea, got me to prank phone call you. Ooh, I'm going to kick her I'm, I'm going to get her right now. <laughs> I'm going to kick her Calm down, you good? <laughs> You made me step in the back room on you. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, baby. What is the baddest, I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Dorothea is on. <laughs> now you're going to think twice now when you leave this job. Make sure you ain't got nothing in your purse. No paper clips, no pencils, no pens, no staplers. How much stuff have y'all stolen from the job? Highlighters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, um, a Sharpie or two. That's about Boy, it. Everybody steal paper. Insurance premium. You Would you steal a policy? <laughs> we got to go. My rent was due, dog. I had to come over this minute. I can't be homeless no more. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment and national news. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Oprah hosted a two-part town hall meeting titled, Where Do We Go From Here? Oprah spoke to black leaders, activists, and artists about systemic racism and the current state of America because black people are tired of having to prove our humanity. It's simple as that. Director and producer Ava DuVernay called on white people to educate themselves about systemic racism instead of looking to black people to do it for them. Democratic politician Stacey Abrams and Atlanta mayor's Keisha Lance Bottoms were also on the panel. Actor David Oyelowo, who portrayed Dr. Martin Luther King in the uh, movie Selma, talked about uh, how he made um, the talk about his racism, and uh, he has dealt with all of this his whole life, of from being of Nigerian descent. Oprah also mm. discussed the racism and recent protesting. Take a listen to part of a viral video of author and activist Kimberly Jones. Take a listen. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa, and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contracts and they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Amen, sister. Kimberly Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, she's yes. an author. You need to hear that in, in yeah. its entirety. It's uh -huh. really good. Yes. No, it's yes. it's really, really yeah. good. Yeah, man. we saw it. We were watching uh -huh. the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very mm -hmm. good. Wow. Yeah, she's a young lady with, um, well, I think she she had uh, dreads in her hair. They were like red and yeah. stuff. She was yeah. Mm -hmm. she had a See, you know what I like, yeah. man? I like cute, the fact that there are so oh, many. Beautiful lady. Uh, uh -huh. There are so many uh, fiery mm -hmm. uh, activists out here who are able to uh, speak eloquently articulate. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and articulate the mm -hmm. feelings because, and know you know, our history. Uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I think. Sometimes when I'm talking, you know, um, the anger part of it uh -huh. yeah, you comes start, out. You get mad because you it's been a and long you know, time. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I just, but I've been pissed off so long. Yes. And yes. you know, it, it does come out. And you know, I try to articulate what I'm saying but in a fashion tired. to stay even. Yeah. But mm -hmm. after a minute, man, of talking, if I talk for 90 seconds about it, mm -hmm. I'm gonna get mad because I'm, 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 I've been, I'm tired of having. 
to have this conversation. Right, now, the right. one lady, whoever you mentioned, Shirley, that says white people should educate themselves on racism, that's mm -hmm. a difficult task when they don't know that it exists. Yeah, yeah. See, if don't it does, if if their lives have never been affected by racism, they don't know where to start to look mm -hmm. it up. Because they'll, they'll have no empathy, empathy towards it. And that's been the problem. If you've, your life has never been affected by racism, where do you start looking for it? How do you get the definition? You can find, once they look up the definition of racism, it goes right back to, it doesn't affect me. So no, they need our help to show them. They need to see Aubrey getting gunned down by some vigilantes. Murdered. They need to see murdered. That was Avery. see. See, they saw Eric Gardner get murdered, but they ass was on spring break and at happy hour and going on vacation. Mm -hmm. But this time, when they saw George Floyd, their ass was at the house under quarantine. Yeah, big difference. Because we've been saying it. We've been saying been it. Been screaming it. Uh, all right, Steve. Time now for today's headlines. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Ann Tripp with the news, everybody, and yes, good morning. Well, President Trump is scheduled to meet with pastors, law enforcement, and some small business owners at a Dallas church event later today. Uh, Trump is expected to announce a plan for addressing disparities in economic health and justice in this country. We don't know what he's going to say about that. One of George Floyd's brothers was on Capitol Hill yesterday, where he testified before the House Judiciary Committee. The hearing was on policing practices and accountability, and it was the first since Mr. Floyd was killed. His younger brother, Felonis, made a plea for justice and for fairness. George wasn't hurting anyone that day. He didn't deserve to die over $20. I'm asking you, is that what a black man is worth? $20? This is 2020. Enough is enough. Back in Minneapolis, the police chief there, Medaria Arredondo, says he's starting a major overhaul of his department with the first step, he says, pulling out a contract negotiations with the union. He did that yesterday. What our city needs now more than ever is a pathway and a plan that provides hope, reassurance, and actionable measures of reform. Uh, Medando Arredondo, who's Afro-Latino, uh, says that he wants to be able to bring in outside experts to help him restructure the current contract to allow for more transparency and for greater flexibility to make meaningful changes uh, in policing. Almost three months after caps, uh, cops in Louisville shot and killed an innocent young black woman named Breonna Taylor in her own apartment, the police have released the incident report. It is virtually empty. Listen to this. It's a four-page report. It lists the time, the date, the case number, incident location, that she was a 26-year-old black female. But blotted out are the street number, apartment number, her date of birth. On the line where you list injuries, the report says none, even though Brianna, who, by the way, was an emergency medical technician, was shot eight times at least in her chest. She died in a pool of blood. Her boyfriend was with her at that time, and she called. he called 911 that night when cops mistakenly burst in. 911, Operator Harris, where is the emergency? Somebody kicked in the door and shot my girlfriend. Okay, where are you located? I'm at 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment 4. Oh my God. Free. God. Hell, oh my God. Yes, Hell. Now, the charges, that's part of the call, not the whole call. Under charges, it says death investigation. That's what it says on this report. And it also says no forced entry. Even though they used a battering ram to get into her apartment, police were looking for a black drug dealer who had a white girlfriend. And that couple was picked up early that night at another location. 
New Jersey corrections officer has been suspended. His friend fired at his job at FedEx after they captured on video taunting people involved in a Black Lives Matter demonstration uh, reenacting the murder of George Floyd, which they thought was funny, apparently. And finally, NASCAR just banned its fans from flying the Confederate flag at its races. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, NASCAR has officially banned the Confederate flag from all of its events. Uh, this announcement comes just days. Wow. After, yeah, Good. that's big. That's big. Boy. Uh, Bubba Wallace, you know, he's the only black driver at NASCAR. Um, he's, you know, I mean, he called for the ban. And Bubba went on to say, no one should feel uncomfortable when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with the Confederate flag. Get rid of it. Uh, he hey. even repainted his car and put on Black Lives Matter, hashtag Black Lives Matter and all of that. Yeah. Hey, listen, that is one of the big reasons, you know, I've gone to a NASCAR event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was shooting a promo for a movie, Racing Stripes. Uh-huh. And we had to go to this NASCAR event. It was my first time going to a Speedway. It was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I kept saying, and I was talking to the families that had invited me down and they would say, we're trying to get more blacks interested in NASCAR. We just can't. I say, did you see these flags out here? (laughs) I say, ain't nobody coming down down here for this. Yeah, right. Ain't nobody bringing their children down here and expose them to this. Mm -hmm. I said, that'll never happen. And so they was going, wow, it's that offensive? I said, look, man, it's very offensive. We in Georgia, partner. Stone Mountain right up there. Mm-hmm. I said, we understand yeah. that. I said, and y'all, and but I never thought that they would go after the fans because, see, it's not the NASCAR with the flags. It's the fans. Mm. Do you know how much money NASCAR makes? Okay, l- let me so let me much. give you an example. So to park your RV on the top row mm-hmm. that looks down on the racetrack, mm-hmm. those parking spots are $20,000. Whoa, wow. I didn't what? know that. I know they make a lot of money, though. To watch How many cars days go is that? Bruh, bro, it's people pay for those premium spots. When you see them people on top on top of them RVs with their chairs watching. set up, mm-hmm. that's money in that infield, man. It ain't no first come, first serve. You park here. Mm-hmm. It's cash money to be in there. Yeah. Tailgate All the big RV companies bring RVs there. It's, it's some rich people in the South, man, and all of them not racist by a long shot. But you can go down there. You can buy an RV at the event. <laughs> wow. Listen, no, no. They have offices set up. You could, They bring RVs down there. You see it. You like it. You can get it and pull it over in your parking spot right now. They got everything down there, man. Wow. I didn't but know that. But they also have the poorest of poor elements. Mm. It's the ones that ain't got the money for them parking spots. <laughs> that right there. Boy. All right. We got to go, Steve. <laughs> Where you I'm drinking, bud. <laughs> All right, coming up, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we say her name. <laughs> Brianna Taylor. Uh, we're still fighting for justice for Brianna Taylor, believe it or not. And we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, we're still in the fight for justice for Breonna Taylor. That's the black woman who was killed by plainclothes officers in her apartment after they broke down her door on March 13th in a no-knock warrant. Uh, Louisville Metro Police botched raid. That's what they did. Take a listen to Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, explain what happened. I am Tamika Palmer. I am the mother of Breonna Taylor. Three officers on the Louisville Metro Police Department used a battering ram to knock down her door. They fired 22 times. Eight of those bullets landed in the body of the most essential worker I will ever know. Bree was murdered by the Louisville Metro Police Department. And after they killed her, they asked me if she had any enemies. No, absolutely not. This story started coming out differently and people started learning the truth of what was happening and the things that went wrong that night. Now the whole city is mad. Now the whole world is mad. Brianna should not be dead. Some days I feel like I can't breathe without her. This should never happen to another family. I am Brianna Taylor's mother. Say her name. Uh, yeah, there's no body cam footage of what happened, and Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly, Detectives Miles Cosgrove, and Brett Hankison are still on administrative paid leave while the department and the FBI investigate their actions. Uh, we're still fighting for justice. So go to Steve Harvey FM on Instagram okay, and Facebook. See, now, once yeah. again, this, this is when is I crazy. go back to we have to have mandatory sentencing for policemen. Mm-hmm. If you kill an innocent person in the line of duty you have to do time for that see if i kill an unarmed person guess what happens to me as a civilian i'm going to prison it's just a matter of how much time if i kill a person for any reason it doesn't matter i'm going to do time if you are a police officer and you kill an unarmed person Damn what your thinking process was. Obviously, the training has failed. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't give a damn about the training. You just saw a black person and just like that reminds you of the black targets that's in every gun range. Mm -hmm. Every target in every gun range is a black image. Mm -hmm. So all we are to these people are damn targets. Mm -hmm. Yes, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they bust in her house, plain clothes detectives, and shot her and her boyfriend defended her. They dropped the charges against him for shooting an officer because he was defending his girlfriend and defending, you know, their home, but he can't really talk about the case. There's so many layers to this case. Because so, and they were plain clothes, right? Yes. Yes. And they had a no-knock warrant. Yes. Which means right. they ain't got to announce themselves. Right. So right. now, where's to stand your ground? Yeah. Right. Because right. we don't know who you are. Exactly. And you come in the door shooting. Yes. Yes, her boyfriend, Kenny. Yes. And this I is... know, look, man, I know, I know what they're going to do. They're going to use this as he opened fire on us first. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to say. And they got no way of proving who opened fire yeah. first. They got and no once, camera. And then right. boom. Now, and now here we go. Mm-hmm. We're back. But you you have to have body cam footage of everything. If you don't activate your body cam, that's a crime. That's another crime. You're right. Hello. You're right. Yeah.
That's right, see, Steve. And we have, have to have released. mandatory sentencing for police officers who break laws. And we as the people help determine what the laws of police officer behavior is because we're the taxpayers who pay them to serve and protect. That's right. And if we're not being served and protect, why am I paying tax dollars for a dude that, that could kill me? Because yeah. he ain't yeah. properly trained and he racist and he don't give a damn about black lives. Black lives don't matter to police officers. Okay. Enough of them. Right. Now, this foolishness we talking about disbanding police departments, that's ignorant. All right, uh, Steve, we're going to move on. Ain't here. nobody finna live like that now. Coming up next, we're going to switch gears with Tommy. Tommy's here to make us laugh with today's prank phone call. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, he has taken performing in bed to another level. Another level. But right now, the nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? Unorthodox methods. Uh-oh. Unorthodox methods. Okay, now that's a clue that uh, this one's going to be a little crazy. Normally they... As you know, last year... <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> he knows that the always church me gave me this glove <laughs> so that I may have healing <laughs> Which ways up Richard Pryor all day. Okay. Oh, surely if I could... If I could do any movie with my characters, it would be Which Way Is Up right there, yeah. partner. <laughs> the straight guy, the preacher, and the old man. I got them down pat. If I Let could me do hear. anyone. Let me hear. Let me hear. <laughs> I can't. They all got cuss words in the car. Oh. <laughs> well, when we get off. Man, the old man was a beast, man. Yeah. Richard Pryor was. Oh, uh, man. Richard Pryor was just straight classic. Genius. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. I'm finna call. I'm finna call this man, okay? Uh-huh. Now this man, y'all, he uh, yeah, he he cannot conceive with his wife, oh. and I give him the man a call and ask him would he like to have a surrogate father. Here we go. Hello, hello. I'm trying to reach uh trying to reach Brother Robert. And speaking. Hey, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm calling you from the church. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing super fantastic. Any day above ground is a good day. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, uh, hey, listen, man. We wanted to, uh, 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 being one of the brothers of the church, I wanted to give you a call, man. You didn't make it today, but you, uh, well, you know, your wife stood up today and uh, asked us to keep y'all in our prayers because y'all are definitely trying to bring a, a new child into the world, and and she let us know that, you know, uh, uh, she, she's she's uh, being a little older now, 41, 42. You know, she said it takes a little longer to try and conceive a child than. You know, in your earlier years, so we we definitely wanted to let you know, man, that we we got y'all in our prayers, man. Uh, man, you just don't know how much we appreciate that, man. Yeah, we've been trying, but I know with with prayers, all things are possible. Yeah, well, we definitely wanna definitely wanna keep you all in our prayers, man, and uh, uh, hope that you all are able to conceive this child and bring you know bring 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 a new a new child into this world. You know, the, the book says be fruitful and multiply. Definitely, definitely. Now, who who is this again? It's Brother Arthur. Brother Arthur, I don't know if you know me directly, but I'm, I'm Brother Arthur, one of the brothers at the church. Oh, okay, okay, Brother Arthur. Thank you. Now, 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 now Brother Robert, what I wanted to ask you, man, was the, have you considered any uh, any alternatives 
methods as far as, you know, uh, maybe helping this situation? Uh, we've looked at a few. Uh, what, what, what are you referring to as an alternative? Well, I mean, I, I think I have a, a good uh, thing then that, that might be able to help this thing speed up the process and, 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 and you guys will be expecting in no time, man. Man, we definitely open for some things like that. What, what, what you got in mind? I mean, uh, well, what I have is a little, little unorthodox, man. But I think if if you allow me to to, to to help you on this, man, I think that you'll be definitely satisfied. And you know, man, if, if nine months from now you guys be at the hospital waiting, looking for you, your baby boy, your baby girl, you know. Well, clarify unorthodox. Okay. Uh, see what what I have in mind, man, is is, is have you considered maybe. Like a surrogate father? Uh, clarify, <laughs> clarify surrogate. Cause I, I'm thinking the wrong thing. I don't. Want, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. What do you mean by surrogate father? Well, what it is, man, is you know, you know, of course, a surrogate mother is someone that will carry a child for those that cannot carry one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So what? 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 Uh, I've gone to the doctor and got myself checked out, man. Good physical and everything. I'm physically fit and everything. And, you know, maybe I guess the complications are coming from uh, you as far as the child not being, you know, you're not being able to conceive right now. No, 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 ain't nothing wrong with me, man. Okay. Now, now what you mean by you physically fit? I mean, what, what the hell they got to do with Sarah? Well, see, what I'm saying is if, if, if well, you know, if you, if you allow me to come over and, and, and supply my services, I mean, let's say if you left for a weekend, man, and, and I stayed over there, by the time you get back, man. Man, what the f wrong with you? Is, is this what's going on at this church, man? Am I at the wrong church? They, they, you you telling me you try? Help me understand. You saying you want to come over and, and, and have sex with my wife? Well, I mean, I mean, don't, don't look at it like that. Don't look at it like that. Look at it as if I'm helping I you mean, all break a child. I mean, what you telling me is directly you just saying use those words. Excuse me now? Okay. You telling me you want to come have sex? With my wife. No, no, no. I want to come over and just apply my services, man, and put you guys in a better position that you will be what able to have a child services? in your life. You, you understand what I'm saying? You understand where I'm coming from? No, nah, I don't. Sound like you tell me you want to have sex with my life, man. What the f is wrong with you, man? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this, this, this brother Arthur, man. Listen, see, what I'm, what I'm trying to do... Man, I don't give a f if you brother Charles. Who the f is brother Arthur, man? I don't know you. And then you talking about the church. What kind of shit? This this. No, no, this, really, the church don't have nothing to do with this. It's me calling you to lend well, you. Well, you calling me, sir? I'm trying church. to be, if you allow me to be the surrogate father, I'll have a pregnant by the end of the week. Man, you got me up. As soon as I see, I'm coming to Bible study Tuesday to see you. You show up at Bible study so I can see who the you are. Okay, okay, bro. Guaranteeing you want to have brother, brother, my wife. Man, what brother, kind of okay, brother, is this, man? If you keep looking at it like that, how is we going to get this? How are we going to get past this so we can get you to this child, man? We ain't gonna get past this. You talk about having sex with my wife. Where your wife at, brother? You ain't got no wife. So I, I, I have a, a wife, brother Robert. What I'm trying to do is help you along with yours and getting this child conceived. That's what I'm trying to help. Brother, you can't help me talking about having sex with my wife. You said on other I didn't think you was going that far with it. How the you get my phone number? Well, you know we we have people listed at the church. We have all phone numbers listed. He lists mine. And when I get that to you, I hope to see you because I'm going to punch you ass. Hey, look, man, why don't, I, why don't I speak to your wife uh, when she comes to church this week and I'll see how man, she... Man, don't say a thing to my wife. Hold on. I'm just going to talk to her and see how she feels about 
maybe, maybe you know, using man, this particular. No, no, you can't say. Man, don't even look in her direction. Brother, I'm talking about, man, who are you? I need to see you myself. Okay, what, 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 what is all the anger, though, brother? What, what, what? what? Man, you, man, you wouldn't be angry at you just sitting there telling me. Let's flip the script. I'm gonna come have sex with your wife. Okay. You should get angry. Okay, brother, I, I, I got one more thing I need to tell you. Is, are, are, are you ready for? Can I say this? Man, you better hurry up before I hang up in your face. Okay. Are you, are you listening, brother Rob? I've been listening. I'm tired of listening. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife. <laughs> man, what you say? Hey, man, hey, Tommy, hey. you can't be doing like that, man. I'm about to have a rest come to change with everybody in there. Well, man, your husband go straight for his parents in the mouth. Then look for you. <laughs> Man, who? All right. Hey, one more thing, man. Tell me this. What is what is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. The Steve Harvey Morning Show with <laughs> ignorant ass Steve and ignorant ass nephew Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all wild over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Was I wrong? You play too much. Wow. Yes, you were I mean, wrong. On every I told Monday. him I, I I I have a pregnant by Sunday. I'm just trying to tell you, my Sunday should be pregnant. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. This is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, by Sunday. Oh yeah, you gonna you gonna she gonna be straight by Sunday. I got you. <laughs> I got you. What you say, Tommy? You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm trying to give you my services. Get your I'm nephew, done. Steve. Get your I'm nephew. Done, oh, done. man. No, All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, nephew. That was crazy right there. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. He is taken performing in bed to another level. Wait till you hear this one, Steve Harvey. And guys, wait till you hear this one. We'll get into it. Is this by right me? This. Is this by me? No, it is. Well. Uh oh. <laughs> You Uh-oh. might not want this one to be about you. Oh, take me out, then. <laughs> we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on dating, on work, sex, relationships, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here. Right now. That's right. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. All right. Thank you, nephew. Subject, he is taken performing in bed to a whole nother level. Okay. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 32-year-old married woman, and I normally never write into you. But I heard you cover a topic that I'm going through, so I'm turning to you for help. It's about an issue that I've been having with my husband since the quarantine began. He and I were having sex more than usual, and it was getting boring. I wanted to spice things up with role playing. One day, my husband was a professor, and I was a naughty college student. Another day, I was a rich housewife, and he played the pool boy. One day, when I was washing clothes, he came up behind me and surprised me. It was a lot of fun until my husband became bored with it, and then when things got, and then that's when things got weird. My husband had been ordering costumes from Amazon, and I had no idea. 
The first one he pulled out was a wolf costume, and he told me I was going to be Goldilocks on the way to Grandma's house. <laughs> See, Tommy? He wore the big bad wolf costume while we had sex. The Ooh. next day, he had a fireman's costume, and he told me to get on a ladder in our backyard so he could climb up and save me. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> there was a dog costume, and I was the owner, and he had a, a, policeman, a policeman costume with fuzzy handcuffs and other stuff that's just too crazy to mention. I told him I was tired of the costumes. <laughs> he got mad, and he wouldn't have sex unless I dressed up like he wanted me to. We have not had sex since mid-May, and I miss out. But I had to put my foot down. He has been taking care of himself nightly, and I just stay out of the bedroom until he finishes. I have tried other ways huh? to entice him to have sex with me, but he refuses. It's all very weird to me. Is this something I should worry about? A naked standoff. Yeah, I think it's something you should absolutely worry about. Because of his attitude, he's mad and he won't get... Uh, he, he won't have sex with you. This is your husband. He he prefers to fulfill himself nightly because you won't get in costume. Uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely uh, uh, worth worrying about. And, and I'm thinking you must have heard our letter earlier in the week about infantilism, about the man who wanted to put the diaper on. That's why you decided to write us. And I just found out today because I looked it up that costume play, that's a thing. I didn't know that. That's a thing. It's called costume play. It's when adults don't just wear costumes on Halloween. They wear them all year long during sex. Uh, and, and they're committed to it, meaning they take on the persona of the character and everything. I mean, I, I can definitely see why you're tired of this. What adult wouldn't get tired of this? Um, it, it's too sure, much. You be, making all, you be making all them animal sounds, though, sure. Huh? I'm not in costume when I do it. And what? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> That has nothing to do with this. Hey, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Tommy, <laughs> he said, anyway, it's too much, uh, and your husband's too much. And, and for him, this is what, what makes me mad about the situation. For him to not even consider that you might be tired of this cosplay or, you know, it, that's very, very selfish. It's, something's wrong with him. I mean, you're his wife. He has to consider you. He has to consider your feelings. He has to consider your needs and wants during sex. Uh, for him to get mad, it's it's childish. It's it's selfish, as I said. You're you're way way more important than these silly costumes. I mean, and he needs to understand that. You put your foot down. Uh, you did. I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself. But and but I'm not with him with getting mad and not and and satisfying himself without you that's the problem and uh i don't know if it's going to take counseling for you guys to work this out it might be even more deeper than it might be even more deep than that i don't know but it's an it's an issue and uh it's it's a problem in your marriage sex is very important if he's acting like this uh this is crazy that's that's what i have to tell you i don't know if this is a divorceable situation if you need to leave but you definitely uh, have a problem in your marriage that needs to be worked out. Counseling, I definitely suggest. Steve? Well, 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 here we go. See, this COVID, this COVID done, done brought a lot of relationships to their needs. You got that right. There's some stuff going on. This damn COVID is real, partner. Yeah. You might not get it. Mm.
But what? something going to happen that's in your life that involves around COVID-19. <laughs> you might not get the virus. You may not need the vaccine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But we have all been affected by COVID. <laughs> true, true. Now, they, in that, they the quarantined, so they're having more sex than usual. Mm-hmm. But it was getting boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, her idea was to spice things up with some role playing. Yeah. So one day your husband was a professor and you was a naughty college student. I don't know how that worked. You turn your paper in? I don't want to turn no paper in. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be in you over. I, I don't know what the professor and the naughty college student got to do. Oh, Sheila, your turn to get up and do your uh, exam. I don't want to talk. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, guess what I'm going to have to do to you then? Mm. I don't know how that worked, but I, that one was the most curious one crazy. to me. When we come right, back, come on, Steve, I'll address hold on. everything. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. I want you to get to the fireman. All right, uh, we'll have part two. We'll, we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at uh, 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject he is taking performing in bed to another level. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's crazy strawberry letter. Subject, he is taking performing in bed to another level. Well, this 32-year-old lady in that COVID-19 that oh, affected their marriage. They in there, they having sex more than usual, but it didn't got born, so she thought to spice it up, they'll roll <laughs> Girl so the first crying. time they played, he was the professor and she was the naughty college student. Yeah. yeah. She got her ass in trouble when she didn't turn that paper. That's right. <laughs> Where your paper at? I ain't got no paper. Well, I'll guess what then? What? <laughs> you gonna have to bend over. You ain't got your paper. What? You naughty yeah. girl. I don't know what happened right here. On another day. I was a rich housewife, and he was the pool boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if y'all ain't really got the money for a pool, that was a hard one to play. Did y'all want some water in the bathtub? <laughs> what are you in there doing? Get your ass out of my yard messing around in there. Lady, I'm out there cleaning the pool. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm just trying to figure out what they were doing. Anyway, one day... Uh, <laughs> You was washing clothes, and he came up behind me and surprised me. It was a lot of fun. And then your husband got bored with it, and that's when things got a little weird. He had been ordering these costumes on Amazon, and she didn't know about it. The first one he pulled out was a wolf costume, and he told me I was going to be Goldilocks on my way to Grandmama's house. Now, let me tell you what like happened that. right here. This is why like this that. one went bad. Okay. They, was, they was hot. Oh, this one went bad. Yeah, this one was bad, right? They got hot. That wolf outfit. That wolf (laughs) outfit is hot, especially if the wolf is on you. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he done climbed on you with this hot-ass gray blanket. Uh (laughs) And he just in here slobbing because, you know, wolf slobbing, mouth hanging open. And you up under the wolf, you Goldilocks. You already got a hood on. (laughs) So you got a hood on. He got all this gray fur on you. And he wearing you out with this wolf outfit on, and whoo, whoo, whoo. Yes, you in yes. here hollering. 
you got a crook in your neck because he done got you hemmed up against your basket that you had on your way to grandmama's house because, you know, it was a basket in the bed and he didn't, he didn't move it out the way. Now, your neck is cocked because he got you pressed to woof and he woofing too now. So he got your head pressed up against that basket that's on that headboard and that hot-ass woof outfit and your, your red riding hood. Mm-hmm. It, that one was hot. Yeah. Oh, so that okay. was a bad experience. Okay. Okay. All it was was y'all didn't get proper ventilation on that one, probably. <laughs> uh, then the next day, proper he had ventilation. a fireman costume. He told me to get on the ladder in your backyard okay. so he could climb up and save me. Uh-huh. Now, this one right here was a problem because okay. y'all outside now. Right. Uh-huh. Right. I guess I don't know where y'all stay when you think ain't nobody going to see this. <laughs> Now, you done got your half-naked ass up on this ladder. Now, here he come with another hot ass. This time, the hot ass coat is rubber. See, the problem y'all having with the costumes, all the costumes he buy is hot. Uh. (laughs) He got this big rubber coat on. You up there with a negligee trying to act like you climbing out the window. Uh. Now, he up there just wearing you out in this hot ass raincoat. And the neighbors got video of all this. <laughs> on oh, their oh, house security. Oh, they posted it. <laughs> he up there got his own fire hose, and he just up there saving okay. your ass. Okay, that was another hot-ass outfit. Uh-huh. Then it was a dog costume, and I was the owner. Yeah. Your man like heat. <laughs> That's the problem. Now he got dog outfit, you was the owner. And then it was a policeman costume and with some fuzzy handcuffs. Mm-hmm. He tried to back it That's down and give you a break. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. That is hot. That's hot. Then it was tough, tough. So then you told him you was tired of the costume. He got mad and wouldn't have sex unless I dressed up like he wanted to. Now, let me tell you what's wrong with this whole story, man. You started this. Yeah. Well. You bought role playing into it. Because while y'all was role playing, he was on his computer on Amazon. Ordering all these hot ass outfits. Just order it out. What he ordered next, dog? Oh, scuba gear. He gonna have on scuba gear. He gonna come in there with a wetsuit and some fins, and you gonna have on a bikini, and he gonna he gonna he gonna get on you with this hot ass wetsuit on. That's next. Then y'all gonna be astronauts. He gonna come in with that hot ass helmet on, that astronaut outfit, and y'all gonna climb in the washing machine and act like y'all in a space capsule. And he gonna hit the spin cycle and gonna wear your ass out. I know all the outfits he done got. Then after that, he gonna he gonna got the uh yeah he gonna be uh, uh what they call it uh, uh what to do the funeral director. Mortician. Mortician. Oh, Mortician. You're going to have to lay in a hot ass cast. <laughs> and he's going to open the door and have a funeral. Then he's going to climb in and shut the door. You're going to be hot again. I know all the outfits he done ordered on Amazon. Because if you like having sex while it's hot, then he's going to order a carpet cleaning outfit. He's going to be Stanley Steamer. He's going to come in there and steam your ass with that, with that carpet cleaner machine. All this is coming. <laughs> Because you was tired of having boring sex. Well, it ain't boring no more. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and what? Facebook. What? Last outfit, he going to be Santa Claus, and you going to be a hot-ass reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Holy forget crap. to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, it's our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood. 
right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, she is here. Please introduce our girl from the talk. Ladies and gentlemen, get your mind right. Get it. Get it. Get your costume on. (laughs) Cheryl Underwood. Thank you, Steve Harvey. And you know what? Thank you, Steve Harvey, for starting off with a chuckle. Cause Man, we in heavy times. Don't y'all think we in heavy times? Yeah, Oh, it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. But you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried as the country reopened, you know, and as people start talking about other things, I I don't want us to lose track of what what this renaissance, this this anti-racism wave that's coming through. When NASCAR said they ain't going to have the Confederate flag. Come on. Now look mm-hmm. here. There, there's further movement. to go. There's when when David Petraeus, former general David Petraeus, say you need to change oh, the names yeah. of the bases. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even drop the dime. The who dropped the dime that uh the dude Fort Bragg, Braston Bragg, wasn't even a good general. Listen, I, oh, this white people. White people got their own history. Call up Pharrell and will drop it girl. when they need to. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is. I don't want us to get distracted. You know what I'm saying? I don't want us to. Mm-hmm. Okay, like Steve, did you hear about that they not going to show uh, Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind. Okay. Now, yes. listen, Shirley Scrawberries. Now, listen, there is a reason why we do not watch D.W. Griffin's Birth of a Nation. Birth There's a reason why the NAACP right. fought it as far back as then. And I, I think that people got to look at and study, like in college studies and everything, to talk about what were they trying to advance? What that, that racism, that bigotry that was even permeating art. You know what I'm saying? It, when you got Viola Davis saying, I wish I wouldn't have been involved in the help, and please don't buy this no more. And, you know, I, I get the point. But I just want us to keep our eyes on the prize. The prize has got to be, we got to stay organized. The prize has got to be, some of us going to have to keep marching. Because once we start marching, everybody going to forget what the mm-hmm. real issue is to fight for justice and equality. And, and then if Mitt Romney is right, while he on our side, he say that he believe the Republicans going to hold the Senate and the president going to get reelected. This has got to be the goal. Get him out of office. Trump got to go. Anybody enabling Trump and all races that think that they can still exist as a racist have to know that a day has come and we will not allow you to continue to be racist and function in society. You must be anti-racist. There's no other side to be on. And this, let me say this real quick, too. In our industry, Black entertainers and producers of content like Steve Harvey is held to a different standard. Hang on, Cheryl. Okay. Hang on. Oh, you Keep want me? Because right I'm gonna get to that right there. We're, we're gonna yeah. bring you back. Because okay. they can do anything they want. They show still be on. I'm, I'm right. sorry, Shirley Scrabby. We'll have more with Cheryl Underwood at the top of the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, our, our special guest, our family members. More with Cheryl. Cheryl, what you got, girl? Well, uh, well, first of all, you know, I'm glad I had a chance to calm down at the break of Scurly Scrawberries. <laughs> <laughs> we talked you off the ledge, Cheryl. Yeah, you know, you know, it had something to do with one of my favorite fruits, pineapples. Uh, you know. <laughs> Especially when it's in coconut water. It is delicious. Go to Pavilion. They got, okay, anyway, I'm getting a distraction. 
I was talking yes. about the fact. Yes, yes I was. You know, you and thank you, Junior, for calming me down, even though you didn't really say it. Junior, I don't, I, excuse me, I have to oh. say it so I don't get in a in a tangent. Wait a minute, is, is he there with you? Excuse me. Okay. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Stick with the comments. Okay. <laughs> come on, come on, Cheryl. But I just want, this is what I want. I was talking about Steve's show. And I want us to stay focused on what we are focused on. We need the support of everybody with money, with focus, with platforms. LeBron James and them, what they doing to help young black people understand the voting. Snoop Doggy Dog understanding he need to vote. So mm -hmm. I was saying about black entertainers are held to a different standard, especially producers of content. And I'm making the example. And yes, I'm in daytime. But I got to say this. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey, in my opinion, was held to a different standard. Here's the guy. Got a popular radio show, like Ryan Seacrest. Um, got got a, a daytime show, popular. Uh, hosting one of the greatest game shows, Family Feud. But white people stuff could be whack. And why? Because they control the systems. They control the levers. So they can make decisions. But they don't want to look inside themselves and go, did I hold this man to a different standard? And Steve, if I'm embarrassing you, I apologize. But we got to root out the racism and the bigotry. And people can say, well, y'all got money. What we don't have is power. That's what this is about. This is about the power to effectuate change. And Black Lives Matter show that you're going to have to take it. You're going to have to get out in these streets. And we ain't trying right. to scare nobody. I'm just saying there's no way when you see other whack shows on and they will give them chance, they will even bring in consultants, they will tweak mm. it, they will ask mm. you about your vision. Okay, am I going? I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm sorry. Y'all want to weigh in on this? No, no, keep going. In, in no, we're listening. No, I'm just saying, I know y'all listening, but you know, the audience be like, is there anybody else on the show? No, you know yeah. what it is, Cheryl, is mm -hmm. television is reflective of our society, and okay. it's really rather obvious. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just rather obvious. Mm -hmm. But when they do get a successful black, yes. they parade that successful black. Mm -hmm and go and go we're proud of it now once they see a successful black mm -hmm. they try to find others and they only duplicate it because of money reasons mm -hmm. if they could find the successful white and make the money they would mm -hmm. everybody's not that way like what free mantle has done mm -hmm. is unprecedented mm -hmm. free mantle went out and sought after african-american men Anthony Anderson, mm -hmm. Michael Strahan, yep. myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And put them on TV. Right. In traditional roles that were not traditional for African American right. men, mm -hmm. a la game show host. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. And once they saw the success of Family Feud, they quickly jumped on it. But everybody else don't want to do that. And mm -hmm. it's obvious they don't want to do it because you can't find it nowhere else. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm to bridge the gap and not mm -hmm. look at your color and go, hey, let's give everybody a fair shot. Well, everybody right. ain't like that, dog. Mm -hmm. 
But you got to become like that. See, you can make a concerted effort like Fremantle has done in all of society. When you got that brother that's driving the NASCAR that make them remove the flags, that's what that's why we got to keep going further. We got to keep going further. And then can we get some sisters in these same roles and then keep us there? Don't just Amen. decide our time yeah. is over. And the same thing is happening in radio. That'll be my next mm. one. A change is coming. Anti-racism. That has got to be the side that you are on. Amen. That's, That's right. It. You better mm -hmm. talk. All right, girl. Cheryl. We love you, girl. Thank you, you so much. Bet. Coming up, we have some more music. We have some trending topics. We have some headlines. It's 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, there's this restaurant in Atlanta. Uh, it's called the OK Cafe. Uh, we all know about it. Uh, the people who live here or visited here or... or yeah, I ain't uh, heard of that. But Me yeah. neither. Anyway, it's called... It used to be uh, right up the station, when I, right up the street mm -hmm. from our radio station we, yeah, uh, they, when we had a oh, studio. When we was on Piedmont? Right. They yes, cook sir. soul food in there. It's called the OK, okay. Cafe. Uh, some black people in Atlanta are ashamed that they were ever patrons of this restaurant, and uh, they were oblivious to the fact that uh, the Georgia Confederate flag was hanging up inside of this restaurant, okay? Uh, it's there's pretty now big, a movement. Though, the yeah. So there's now a movement on social media, Steve, to ask the owners to respectfully remove the flag. The restaurant is owned by Liberty House Restaurant Corporation. And they own restaurants like Bones and a couple of others. Oh, but, I know but Bones. But it's still a lady that owns it, and she's mm -hmm. been saying some pretty not-so-nice things oh, really? about the Black Lives Matter. Is that and, the one that and, said All Lives Matter or something? I mean, she's crazy. And I probably ordered something from there 50 times. Really? But wow. never again. Mm-hmm. Me and a you lot don't. of black people ain't going in there no more because food ain't that good. It, 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 it ain't all that. No. It ain't worth a flag. Hey, man, no. somebody tweeted and said, I don't like food that's just okay any damn way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, we're still in the fight for justice for Breonna Taylor. That's the black woman who was killed by plainclothes officers in her apartment after they broke down her door on March 13th in a no-knock warrant. Uh, Louisville Metro Police botched raid. That's what they did. Take a listen to Breonna's mother, Tamika Palmer, explain what happened. I am Tamika Palmer. I am the mother of Breonna Taylor. Three officers on the Louisville Metro Police Department used a battering ram to knock down her door. They fired 22 times. Eight of those bullets landed in the body of the most essential worker I will ever know. Bree was murdered by the Louisville Metro Police Department. And after they killed her, they asked me if she had any enemies. No, absolutely not. This story started coming out differently and people started learning the truth of what was happening and the things that went wrong that night. Now the whole city is mad. Now the whole world is mad. Brianna should not be dead. Some days I feel like I can't breathe without her. This should never happen to another family. I am Brianna Taylor's mother. Say her name. Oh, wow. Jesus. 
Yeah, there's no body cam footage of what happened, and Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly, Detectives Miles Cosgrove, and Brett Hankison are still on administrative paid leave while the department and the FBI investigate their actions. This is when I go back to we have to have mandatory sentencing for policemen. Mm -hmm. If you kill an innocent person in the line of duty, you have to do time for that. Yes, sir. It's just a matter of how much time. If I kill a person for any reason, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do time. If you are a police officer and you kill an unarmed person, damn what your thinking process was. Obviously, the training has failed. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't give a damn about the training. You just saw a black person just like that reminds you of the black targets that's in every gun range. Every target in every gun range is a black image. So all we are to these people are damn targets. Mm -hmm. Yes, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they bust in her house, plainclothes detectives, and shot her. And her boyfriend defended her. They dropped the charges against him for shooting an officer because he was defending his girlfriend and defending, you know, their home, but he can't really talk about the case. There's so many layers to this case. Because, and they were playing clothes, right? Yes. And they had a no-knock warrant. Yes. Which means they ain't got to announce themselves. Right. Where's to stand your ground? Yeah. Right. Because we don't know who you are. Exactly. And you come in the door shooting. Yes. That's a crime. That's another crime. You're right. Hello. You're right. All right, coming up, it's our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. And some closing remarks coming up at 49 minutes after with one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, last break of the day. Yeah, just want to remind people to wash their hands. This COVID-19 is still real. It's still real. It's still out there. Uh, People are still dying. And uh, there were some Harvard doctors on, uh, I saw them on CNN uh, Mm -hmm. yesterday. They were Mm -hmm. talking about by September, we may lose 200,000 people. to COVID-19. So it's still serious. Wear your mask, people. It's real. Wear your mask. Wear your, you know, wash your hands. You know how dirty we was before COVID? We must have been pretty doggone dirty. (laughs) That's how we got it. Pretty damn dirty. (laughs) But yeah, we, we have to do that. We have to you know, with all the protests going on, that's great and everything, but we have to social distance. Remember to do these things, you know. Hey, let me say this in closing. First of all, I probably could not be more proud of this generation of young people and the stance that they're taking. I am overjoyed with their attitude about wanting things to change, but immediately. So for that, I I feel really, really good. But there's a lot of things, man, going on right now. And we have to be aware. Number one, the world is still moving. And the players that have been in charge of this world are still making those moves. Let's just start with voter suppression. This is real. 
they joke about it, the Republicans sometimes, about voter suppression. That senator told that joke. But behind every joke is 90% truth. That's what makes it funny, right? So here's the voter suppression is real. What happened in Georgia uh, on Election Day this past Tuesday was a prelude to what they're going to do. They're testing ways to suppress your vote. They're trying to see how discouraging it'll be. So if they discourage you in the primaries, you, then you say, I'm not going to go down there. Listen to me, young people. Take this same fervor that you have and the anger that you feel right now towards the injustices that you've been seeing. I want you to take that to the polls because nothing would hurt them worse than to lose their power, their position, and their money. That is their world. That is why they co-sign and lend this bogus consent to everything Donald Trump does. It is to protect their power, their position, and their money. They're not going to go against Trump because they think Trump will get his base to not vote for them. So they're sitting there acting like they don't know that this is the most unpresidential president we've ever had. They're sitting like that this this guy is morally corrupt. They're acting as though all these acts of infidelity and the things he's saying to divide the country really don't matter. It's to protect their power, their position, and their money. We are going to the polls in November in groves. We are going to go like we went when Obama ran. Because just like we wanted Obama in, we want you out. That same fervor to get him in, I want that same fervor to get him out. Uh, The next thing I want to address, and we got to be careful, young people think everything funny. And I'm not talking about the protesters. But they got this thing out now called the George Floyd Challenge. And it's white kids uh, reenacting the scene of George Floyd's murder with the knee on their neck. And they hashtagging all types of stuff with it. Who who are these idiots, these fools? See, look, y'all, don't buy into this bull crap. There's some people that still don't get it. Racism is embedded deeply into some people. This ain't going to end racism. Don't you think for one minute that this movement we're doing is going to end racism. We want to bring about some changes, but racism ain't going to die because racism is real in some of these people's lives and hearts. They dress their babies in clan outfits. Are you kidding me? They put their little infant children in clan outfits and take them to cross burn it. This is not finna go nowhere. But be aware of these, these kids who joke about it. Who, who's got doing this uh, 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 George Floyd challenge. This ain't nothing to play with, man. Why is a black man's death even funny remotely? The next thing I want to point to, let's not start in fighting. Look, Breonna Taylor's death is real. We know it. Now, the majority of these deaths are men, but don't start on social media saying that y'all not paying attention to black women who die because black lives count with us as black people. Look, if you don't think that we think black lives matter, come to a black funeral. We love our children. We love our uncles, our fathers, our mothers, our daughters, our sisters, our aunts. We love them. Breonna Taylor's name is not forgotten. What sticks out is the police, what they've done to so many black men. It just sticks out. 
But what they've done to black people, enough is enough. That's our fight. Let's not start infighting, y'all. That destroys us every time we start infighting. This is time for us to get unified. This racism thing is at a whole lot of levels. It ain't just at the police department. It's down at your damn job. I got news for you. Racism is in churches. Because I don't know where the Southern Christian leadership people are on this whole thing. Not Southern Christian, the Southern Baptist Convention. I don't know where they are on this. Because I never hear them come out. The Southern Baptist Convention, the largest evangelical organization in the United States outside of Catholics. And they never say anything. But I did some research. And I found out they were the one racist group that was for slavery. And so maybe that explains that. Mm. Those are my closing remarks. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 